My name is Alana and you are listening to Give a Damn, a podcast that intentionally and mindfully explores life's common challenges in order to break down the barriers between us and become the best version of yourself. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Give a Damn podcast. My name is Alana Weinroth. Thank you for being here today with me. I hope you're having a good day and a wonderful week. And um, and if you haven't had a chance to check out the website, I remind you guys every single time, it is live, giveadam.community. You can find the apparel line on there. You can access podcast episodes on there, as well as the videos. So now I'm back to Zoom. I can't live without seeing my people while I talk to them. It's just too weird. So now we are doing um, the videos again that will go onto YouTube. So keep an eye out for those. Thanks for your love and support. This has been so fun. Um, I'm really trying to hone in on the different categories of giving a damn, giving a damn about yourself, giving a damn about your community, giving a damn about your neighbor. So each week I'll sort of alternate between those. So you heard from Cynthia Gnote about giving a damn about your community and your neighbor. You've been hearing from me to give a damn about yourself, um, but haven't had a lot of people come in talking about caring about yourself as much. So today's episode is actually really, really special to me because this is something that I've newly, during the last few months, really heavily incorporated into my self-love routine, and that is holistic wellness. And so I got to reconnect with my amazing friend, Samantha Human. I hope I'm saying that right. I did. Okay, good. You are. Okay, good. Um, And she is a holistic wellness coach. So I could talk about this, but I really don't know what I'm talking about. So I'm bringing in an expert for you all today because I deeply believe it is that important for all of us to start incorporating into our lives. It's been a game changer for me. So I want to tell you a little bit about Sam before I bring her on. Sam started Humanly Well to help her clients make wellness-driven decisions that align with their health goals. As a holistic wellness coach, she provides support, education and accountability in developing a framework for them to lead a healthier life with a focus on mindfulness, nutrition, and fitness. Sam has a degree in kinesiology from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo and is a certified integrative health coach from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, IIN. She has a background in tech sales and marketing, corporate wellness, and group fitness. She's bar certified teaching exercise classes, and leading wellness retreats over the past five years. When Sam's not working, she loves to travel to tropical climates, try new wellness classes, I know that one's so sad, and attempt raw dessert recipes. Welcome to the Give a Damn podcast, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to reconnect with you after five years of meeting in New York. You were a friend of my roommate, and back in that day, I don't think holistic wellness was on either of our minds, and I believe you were reminding me I did a push-up contest with your now husband. (laughs) You did do a push-up contest with my now husband, yes, and that, I think you beat him too, so I think he might still be a little bit about that. Did I? (laughs) Well, I'm excited for, we've got a chance to catch up and I'm excited 
for to share you with the world because you are my health coach right now. And so I am benefiting so much from what you have um, learned and you're sharing with the world now. So before we dive into all this amazingness, how are you? How have you been during quarantine? What has this experience been like for you? <laughs> quarantine. Oh boy. It has been a constant state of transition for us. Uh, my husband and I actually moved to Chicago three years ago from San Francisco for him to pursue a JD MBA program at Kellogg. And so we've been out there the last three years. And then when quarantine hit, my work as a LinkedIn consultant and his school all went virtual. And so being in a one bedroom apartment in Chicago where you had to use an elevator, we were like, we got to get out of here. Luckily, my parents had retired from Los Angeles, moved to Boise, Idaho of all places. So we lucked out that we got to spend the first 75 days of quarantine hunkered down with them, naturally socially distant out there, which was beautiful. We were so lucky and so fortunate. And while we were out there, we got the notice that it was time to move, or we knew it was time to move out of our Chicago apartment and onto our next chapter. And so we hurried back from Boise, Idaho. Mind you, we had a four-month-old golden doodle puppy at the time in tow, back to Chicago to pack yes. up the apartment in one week, and then hit the road from there, cross-country to Florida to start our next chapter here. So very excited that we missed most of the last half of our final winter in Chicago, and very glad yeah. to be back in some sun and some heat here in Florida. You have had such a crazy quarantine experience. Like, I don't know one person that's like, I had to travel here, there, everywhere with a puppy in tow, and now I'm in Florida. <laughs> that is so Not wild. the place to be right now. Definitely not oh. the place to be, but that's okay. We're staying, again, socially distant. We're wearing masks and doing everything we can. Yeah, absolutely. I was I was thinking when you were answering that question, I just listened to this Brené Brown podcast with Laverne Cox, and um Brené's like, oh, how's your quarantine to Laverne? And Laverne goes on probably five times as long as you just did. And then she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And Brené's like, you have to be a sociopath to answer the question, how has your quarantine been? And do it in under, you know, three sentences. It's just, it's just been challenging, important, but challenging for everybody. Exactly. I love that you highlight the important. And I love Brene. I mean, those are two of the best humans to listen to a podcast with. So best I'm going to have to go listen to that one. You do. It's a really good one. I mean, Brene's podcast is so inspiring. Uh, you would love it. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it, 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 I think it is important. And um, to that point, while this time is hard not to be social, I do think this has been a really good time for people to tap into their wellness. I mean, with no social pressures, with no going out to restaurants or anything, everyone's cooking their own food. Everybody's home doing their own at-home workouts. There's no excuse really not to up your level of nutrition. Um, and so I want you to share, I know for me, like that's, this is really when my journey has started is quarantine um, because, because for that reason, but for you, it looked a little different for you coming. Obviously you've started, you've been doing this for a long time. So Will you just give us some context, share with me a little bit of background of why you became a holistic wellness coach? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of the opportunity if we get to do if we get to choose to view it in that way to really spend time at home cooking our own food. And uh, I know I'm very guilty of these 
covered drive-bys, if you will. So we'll talk a little bit about the snacking piece. <laughs> I know we're, we're a little guilty of that, but my background in terms of health and wellness goes back a long ways. Uh, actually, my mom was a personal trainer and ran a gym my entire upbringing. So if you will, it was kind of in my blood to be very into health and fitness. I studied kinesiology in undergrad at Cal Poly. I was always the fitness freak friend, if you will, mm -hmm. um, until I had my own health challenges and started on my own journey, which completely opened my eyes to the concept that as much as I thought I knew about health, I was missing huge components. And in my own challenges, I was dealing with severe digestive disorders, which forced me to see multiple doctors from San Francisco and Chicago, prescribed several different medications from antidepressant, anti-anxiety for IBS, and nothing seemed to be working. I was dealing with these chronic stomach aches and digestive issues. And finally, I discovered a friend told me about integrative medicine. And I saw an integrative professional or integrative health professional, and it absolutely rocked my world because their whole focus is on the fact that everything is connected within terms of our health. Right. And rather than a band-aid and a prescription, they're looking to get at the root cause of what's going on. They're not just going to tell you here are the associated symptoms you have, but we're actually going to figure out what's causing those and get to the bottom of it. And it rocked me to see that I was missing so much of this knowledge. And as that health freak friend, I felt very responsible to take that message and take my learnings and share that because I was realizing, even though I thought I knew so much, I was missing so many key components. And I was really fortunate to see some phenomenal people in this space and be able to reverse my digestive disorders, be able to come out of this with a level of optimal health that I truly had never known before and knew I had more to learn. So I went on to get my integrative health certification from IIN. And I'm really honored and grateful to be here today and be able to really help clients in terms of educating them and providing that energy and empowerment for them to take action and prioritize their health. Because yeah. right now we're not doing that. And maybe some of us are, but so often we, we fall into the jobs or we fall into relationships where our health becomes a second or a not so much a top tier priority. And so I get to help them really refocus on, on their health and in order for them really to up level and show up feeling their best in all areas, mentally and physically. We yeah. know that impacts everything else too, our jobs, our careers, our relationships. So it was a huge piece of the puzzle that I realized I was missing that I'm excited to share. Yeah. And I think that um, one thing I love about your journey and in general about this, it seems like a misconception is that um, I think we always used to think of your health, your, the, what, the food that you put in your body and exercise as things that you had to do to sort of like control yourself. You know, like I think our parents worked out to be desirable to get a husband and you kind of said like in relationships and you, then you lose yourself. But really what I'm hearing, what it was for you and what I think it is now is it's actually prioritizing yourself. It's, it's for me, the reason I, I loved this for the give a damn podcast is this is your way of giving a damn about yourself. You're not on a strict diet to punish yourself. You're not running on a treadmill, even though you hate it. That's not what you're telling your clients. You're telling your clients, 
find what works for you, put the things in your body that make you feel good. And for you that like that up leveled your health. I mean, because it connects to all these different things. So I won't give it away because I want you to share it. Um, but I like, I think that the, it's almost like a reframe, right? Completely. And it's so interesting that you say that because I, I specialize, or I work predominantly with really high achieving women or really purpose-driven professionals. And just like you said, it's that control concept. We all have that little control freak in us. And the Apple watch tells us the exact number of calories we burned. And then we use that to calculate the exact amount of food or kind of food uh, calories that we take in. And we know that's not a perfect science anymore. And that there's so many other factors and variables contributing to your health that the number of calories burned or that control piece and using it to get to the next step isn't the way we can leverage our health anymore. Right. There's so much more science there. So I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Oh, well, I'm so, yeah. I mean, this is, this is the new thing I'm geeking out over. So, so let's, so you said your journey. Okay. So what should everyone know? Like what, what is the main thing that you tell your clients about about coaching like what are your what are your the things that you tell people if they're learning this for the very first time what should people know about optimizing your health yeah that's such a good question in the sense that there's so much there and i think you could do a google search of this and be absolutely overwhelmed um, but the most important piece i would say is rooted in what i somewhat hinted at earlier around integrative health and the concept that everything is connected and if you look at your health like one giant chain reaction, even if you have one weak link in that, it impacts the entire system or multiple systems. Mm -hmm. But just the opposite of that, if you start to strengthen one of those pieces, you start to see that strengthening in all areas too. And I always like to use myself as an example because I dealt with a lot of my issues tied into stress and not being able to manage that properly. Mind you, I thought I was eating clean. I thought I was doing all the right things. I was working out like an hour and a half a day. I was counting those calories like you wouldn't believe. I worshiped the number on the treadmill. Oh, girl, let me tell you. Oh, God, uh, the worst, the worst. <laughs> I was, everything you described, I was like, that was me. I did that. Yeah, and I've been there. No matter how stressed or how hard you're working out or how little you're eating, if your stress levels are super high, you won't see weight loss. Because that stress has the scientific impact. Research has shown us today that those cortisol levels spike. They say consistently spiked caused by chronic stress or constant stress triggers. And that constant level of stress starts to wear and tear at our bodies in terms of creating like mineral and vitamin deficiencies. And I had no clue. I was like, stress goes over in this bucket. I work out to help with stress. I eat because I get to work or because I worked out. But really what it came down to is mindset first and foremost. And so when I work with my clients, it's a real big focus on the big three, which is mindset, nutrition, and fitness. And we think about mindset. The reason we always start with mindset is the fact that when you think about those unhealthy habits or you think about the healthy habits that you want to have, what it really comes down to is the fact that those actions, so the habits, are triggered by your feelings and those feelings are triggered by your thoughts. So if we can take control of those thoughts, we can see that behavior change and really see integration into our lifestyle. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's huge. I, I, I like the, the correlation too with stress. I think that's so important because usually I think you stress yourself out more trying to count the calories, watching the scale, you know, get working out to burn a certain amount of calories. But what I love about your approach is that mindset is first. And you even told me like, I know you're working out. I know you're eating healthy, but are you mindful? And I was like, yeah, like I'm journaling and then I read and you know, and you're like, but are you like breathing? And I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I have not taken a breath, you know? So it's so, I love that about what you're doing because you're not just telling people like right off the bat, um, you know, obviously diet is so important. And I want you to talk about those key principles next of like, tell us about that, like what's important mm -hmm. for us to be doing. But, um, but getting your head in the game first and not doing it to control anything is so, so huge, which is why your clients see such wonderful success. Um, I just, I, I'm so for it. So Sam, tell us what are, what are the key principles of the work that you do? Yeah, definitely. Change is hard right? Like the yeah. bottom line changes freaking hard. And the reason change is hard is because our brain was designed hundreds of thousands of years ago to protect us from danger. Literally, if a tire walked in this room, my brain knows that's danger run. And then it activates every part of my body to be able to do that. That's your fight or flight response. So it's really easy for our bodies to stay comfortable. Our brain was designed to make us stay comfortable. Mm -hmm. And any change to that is that level of discomfort. And so now we're pushing ourselves outside of this boundary and we're literally working against thousands of years of evolution of our brain to try to do this. So there's no denying that these changes are hard, but if you do really take into consideration and understand what goes into it, it's not, it's not something that's really difficult when it comes to health. It should be something really simple, but the process we understand is really hard. So when it comes to mindfulness and we worked through this, and I know you've talked about this on other podcasts because I love your approach, but gratitude is huge mm -hmm. and it feels woo woo. And I get that. And that's fine. And if it feels that way for you, you know, do your own thing and find what works right in terms of mindfulness, but gratitude is so powerful. So many more studies are coming out in terms of positive psychology and in favor of the power of gratitude. And the fact that seeing, writing down just five things you're grateful for and why you're grateful for them every other day for a period of two weeks. This was a study that they ran on subjects who ended up seeing significantly higher levels of overall perceived well-being and overall happiness. Great, I would love to be able to choose happiness by writing down these five things. That's not all they saw. They saw direct correlations to faster metabolisms, to better digestion and gut health, to improved immune systems. So the group that did this got sick less often than the others and memory. So cognitive function now ties into play here too. That's so crazy. There's so much, it is so connected. <laughs> like who knew if you're happy, all of these systems start falling into place for you. And I know being happy is not as easy as just putting a gratitude list together, but it is a damn good place to start. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and is. so that's, that's one of the big proponents I always like to emphasize for mindfulness. Um, another one is journaling, which I know that you're doing and focusing on the concept of, of what you're doing throughout the day and identifying what it is that may be triggering you to go and grab that snack from the cupboard. Or in my case, I was endlessly eating peanut M&Ms. Like you wouldn't believe, I know we talked about this, but I love this. I got every, I got up from my desk every day at 2 PM to go and get a handful of peanut M&Ms. 
again, I just told you everything I know about health and being the fitness freak friend. And yet I was still the one doing this. And it just was due to the fact that at 2 PM, my energy levels dropped. I hit that slump. I was craving sugar, which ultimately was rooted in the fact I wasn't putting the right things in my body. And I was overstressing and burning myself out, which created this trickle down effect. And then the peanut M&Ms certainly weren't helping my case. And so by being able to identify what triggered me to get up and do that allowed me to identify and fix the root cause right there. So journaling can be a really powerful tool for us. When it comes to nutrition, this is one that is so often overcomplicated. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking around and my mother-in-law has probably five different books on different diets, the keto diet, the paleo diet, and all of these options. And there are great options out there and I don't deny that, but what it comes down to is lifestyle. And really the goal here being read the food labels, ideally go for foods that don't have labels because you want real foods, those real whole foods, not those food-like substances. And when it comes down to it, the biggest piece here, yes, go for the fruits, go for the vegetables. Um, If it's dairy or if it's gluten, if it does irritate your system, be aware of that. And journaling helps you to identify if those are in fact things that upset your system. So that's where being mindful helps you identify the foods that help actually make you feel good. Mm -hmm. But the biggest watch out here is sugar. And I keep learning and reading more on this and seeing the research that's coming out to show really the detriment sugar has on our systems and not just sugar in terms of fruit. I get that question all the time. Sugar in terms of fruit is great because fruit also has powerful antioxidants, minerals, vitamins, water, and fiber which helps to slow the digestive digestion down of sugar. And so you don't see that blood sugar spike, mm-hmm. but the high added sugars, which by the way, there are over 60 names for sugar. Did you know that? Like when you That's look at a sneaky. label, it's not just like, <laughs> and then I'm also over here eating coconut sugar, feeling like a champ. I'm like, oh, I'm healthy. I'm eating coconut sugar. It is still sugar. Yeah. So note to self, I like was reading the list and I felt so, I was like, oh, I don't eat fructose. I don't eat sucrose. I don't eat dextrose, <laughs> palm sugar or coconut sugar. Like, oh crap. Um, wow. So watch out for those sneaky ingredients and know what to look for when you are reading the label, because here's the thing with those added sugars, they impact everything. That spike in sugar does show direct correlation to higher inflammation levels in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Inflammation is the root cause of everything. So when we talk about cognitive function, memory, and mood, people who consumed more sugar had higher rates of depression. Wow. Not just larger waistlines. I know. I know. So mood and emotion right there. The other piece is digestion. So it starts to make that, that barrier, that gut lining less or more permeable, which means if you've heard of leaky gut, which they only have beautiful names to describe uh, digestive disorders, leaky gut, irritable bowel syndrome, like only (laughs) attractive names, but high levels of sugar impact and increase your likelihood of both of those. Interesting. Um, what's your stat about the, uh, how addictive sugar is compared to heroin? What is yes, that? It's sugar is four times more addicting than cocaine. Yeah. So here's Y'all. And this study <laughs> in animals. I want to preface this because there's lots of opinions on this study. It was a study done in animals. However, it does show that our neural pathways are activated the same way with sugar as it is with cocaine or heroin or another strong drug. Right used to it. So over time, you're just reinforcing those neural pathways and your body starts to need more and more and more. The beauty is if you start to limit sugar, your body starts to crave it less too. 
So there is a balance that we can find here. It's not like sugar is the end all be all enemy, the worst thing to happen to us. There are people who feel that way and I'm all for it, but just read your food labels and make sure that you can identify sugar when you see it and try to limit it as best you can. And then, yeah, go ahead. No, go, no, please, please, please. No, I was just going to hit on fitness because I know the big piece here is I work with clients who are doing Barry's boot camp or hours and hours of really high intensity training and coming back and like, I just burned a thousand calories on my Apple watch. And it's like, that is so awesome. And if that's what fuels you and you feel really good about it, that's huge. However, for real health benefits from fitness, it only takes 15 minutes a day of movement. And it doesn't even need to be something really significant or incredibly high intensity. It can be something as simple as going for a walk. So it depends on where you are in your fitness journey. But my biggest thing here is people feel intimidated by the idea of like, I don't want to do a class for an hour or I can't stick to this routine. If you're struggling to stick to a routine, that means a routine isn't right for you. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with you. It's wrong with the routine. And maybe it's 60 minutes a day, three days a week. But maybe you've got a six month old puppy now who's interrupting literally every part of your life, <laughs> or you've got other like life instances that come up. Find a way to integrate just 10 or 15 minutes a day and use that time even to just reset in terms of mindfulness because that exercise, that movement really help with seeing the boost of endorphins. The boost of endorphins have, what is it, Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde? Totally. I know exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm just with our husbands. It's, it's, but it's true. Again, like the studies show that that movement, that endorphin boost is huge, not just for your health and fitness and waistline, but for cognitive function, for immune system boost, for reproductive activity. So it's, that's where, again, it all comes back together and it is all connected. And each chain link does help boost the other. So you're, so the principles, let's outline those again. Yes. So was, go ahead, I'll let you do it. Yeah. (laughs) So mindfulness, a big one, and tools we can use for mindfulness, gratitude, journaling, listening to a song that makes you feel good. Two was nutrition, stick to real foods, pile up your plate with lots of vegetables, lots of fruits. The other piece of nutrition, avoid sugars and know how to identify it. AKA eat real food. Don't eat a lot of processed food that you even have to look at a label if possible. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And the third piece here is fitness and just looking for 15 minutes a day of mindful movement, no matter what that looks like, but just get it in. I love this. And I think that you are so adaptable to what people that's easy. Three things is so easy. And the thing is like writing five things a day that you're grateful for, it can have all these benefits, which like makes you happier, makes you less stressed, makes you fight off illness, not putting sugar in your body, boosting your immune system, like fighting illnesses, more energy. All the things you're saying are of all these positive benefits. And really you're making it so easy for people because you even just even saying like 10 to 15 minutes a day. I know a lot of people, like I have a girlfriend who has just had babies and she's like, I really want to work out again, but I can't do your workouts that you do. And I was like, you don't have, you shouldn't, you should do what makes you happy. Everyone, some people love a spin class. Some people like to take walks. Some people love yoga, my people, you know, like that it's all doing what I love that you just say, like, do what works for you, do what makes you happy. Cause it's, again, this shouldn't be a punishment 
all of these things should be a way of showing yourself some self-care and all you want is your clients to be happy right like i feel like that all these things sort of like equal happiness it's so true it's so true that happiness that optimal level of of overall well-being is what that comes down to so it's not something that should be overcomplicated and for those who want to get into the science and the nitty gritty, I love those conversations and I geek out on that too. And we can go through that. But I think at a high level, when we think about what's right for everyone, it isn't something that needs to be overcomplicated. Yeah. And if people want to learn more about it, they can reach out to you. And um, because you do, you do one-on-one -on -one health coaching. And I think this mm -hmm. episode was really, is like, I needed to get you on here to share this with people, to let them know how important this is. And um, if this is something that you really do want to take to the next level, hiring a holistic wellness coach is really the way to go. Prioritizing yourself, investing in yourself is so, so important. Um, and I think what's so cool about what you do, is like, you're not hiring a personal trainer you know, you're not hiring a nutritionist. You're not hiring like a, um, like guru, like you're all three in one, which is so cool. You know, <laughs> that's what my husband always says this. The whole idea is like, whenever you have that awesome personal trainer at the gym who you're like, oh, I just want to spend like maybe 15 minutes more talking about a little bit more with them. And like, maybe they can help me like get to this next piece. And the concept being like, it is, we do bring it all together. And I do work with specialists. I work with chiropractors and functional medicine doctors to review certain blood results, lab results, and talk through certain things. And, you know, I direct my clients that way when it does fall out of my, my zone of specialty. So amazing. Okay. That's mm -hmm. so good. That's amazing that you do that. Your next level, Sam. That's so exciting. All right. So let's take it back to a personal note. Um, I like to end my podcast with some final questions. And so my first question for you is what is your morning and evening routine? Yes. Morning routine and evening routine all look a little different right now, given the fact he's now six months old, but our beautiful baby boy, golden doodle <laughs> has mixed things up a little bit. Um, on a perfect day, the morning routine, uh, sometimes it is wake up, roll over and scroll, which is like the last thing I want to be doing. But like I said, on the perfect day, my few must haves, one is I do wake up and while I lay in bed, which was usually waking up no longer from an alarm, but from puppy kisses, letting me know he needs to go out. Mm. It sounds really cute in concept until you like can smell it and you're like, Oh God, Oh girl, listen, <laughs> Wash I my get face it. real quick. <laughs> um, but I, I do try to lay in bed and start the day with at least one minute of just my own mini gratitude session. And so being really thankful helps me to be really intentional throughout the day. And rather than waking up, grabbing my phone and getting that like huge adrenaline or cortisol spike of stress or anxiousness with a nasty email from a client, I, I get to lay there and take it all in, be really appreciative. And so I think it's just been a really powerful tool for me to build that in. And it took me a while to build that in as a habit. Um, but the next piece there is hydration. So I, before I'm allowed to have my coffee, which my husband knows this, I have to finish 20 ounces of water. So he will hold my coffee hostage if I, when he points at my water bottle to make sure. So it's always helpful to have the accountability partner there. That's a good partner. Yeah. He's, he's, I'm very fortunate. He's wonderful. Um, moving and stretching. So in the morning I try to do at least 10 to 15 minutes before I even get my day started of just movement, some sort of flow, whether it's a mini bar exercise, whether it's stretching, foam rolling, whatever that looks like, just getting the blood moving that early in the morning. And then breakfast. 
I did intermittent fasting for about two and a half years. And then in my blood results saw that my cortisol levels were uh, like higher than they should be. And that intermittent fasting could be something contributing to that. So I needed to get more nutrients in my day. So breakfast was a meal that I was skipping. So my doctor put me on a really nutritious breakfast, which does consist of protein, healthy fats and fiber. And so every morning, again, having a partner who's in this routine with me has been really fortunate. Mm. And we go for eggs, however that takes shape, whether they're scrambled over easy poached, he surprises me, avocado, spinach, berries, and then we douse everything in everything but the bagel seasoning because you're a psychopath if you don't, and uh, cayenne pepper. And cayenne pepper is so strong for a lot of um, circulation benefits and just spicing up the day and getting things going. So starting the day with a really nutritious breakfast is huge and making sure Mm -hmm. it's not just something like toast or simple carbs that are going to spike my blood sugar. Yep. And then the next one was nighttime routine. So nighttime routine also looked a little different. Last night, our puppy decided he would swallow Brad's athletic sock, um, which meant we got to go to the emergency vet and induce vomiting for the third time since we've had him. So maybe that's a question mark on our parents. And it's funny that the vet every time asks if we want the item back. They're like, oh, do you, do you want the sock? Do you want the underwear? Do you want the hair ties? Like, no, I'm sure you have a wall of shame somewhere that those can go on. Like, (laughs) you got this. You can keep those. Thank you so much. Um, When we're not dealing with that, we usually try to stick to a digital sunset. So we do try to eliminate phones, computers, any blue light devices, at least an hour before bed. And that leaves you with an hour of like, what the hell do I do? So we take Bodhi for a walk and we will like reading has become big for both of us he's studying for the bar exam so his reading is a lot less fun um but stretching some sort of like yoga or stretch before bed is something that we'll do to kill the time and then in that time i also make my magnesium drink so i'm a sucker for the calm magnesium water magnesium has a huge multitude of benefits it's just one of those pieces that's involved in like over 600 functions or reactions in the body. And so it's really key for calming stress and anxiety. It has a lot of other benefits in terms of enhancing exercise and like neurological function, helping you to sleep better. Um, So I'm a sucker for my calm magnesium water. And then skincare routine is something that just helps me kind of calm down and, and decompress. And then my bedroom, I am a sleeping diva, which came about only two years ago. I need it like 68 degrees, really cold. And I need my eye mask and I need no noise. Mm-hmm. Those are ideal sleeping conditions. I also like mandate those. Um, we really try to keep the phone out of the bedroom because that blue light, like I talked about, suppresses your melatonin release. And we see that significant trickle down effect from you know, not getting a good night's sleep, triggering the cravings or snackings the next day, triggering a higher sugar intake creating all of those issues. Like we talked about gut health, cognitive, everything. And it's funny because my husband's like every night we get into bed and he brings his phone into bed and I like slap it out of his hand. He goes, I know, I know no phone in bed. It's like, do you know you were studying for a bar exam? Like you need the optimal cognitive function here. Like put that thing away. So finally we started charging them on the other side of the room and he's been all for it. So keeping the phone out of the bedroom is huge. Um, If you must use it airplane mode, at night. So it's not waking you up in the middle of things. Um, and, and keeping that blue light to a minimum is huge. I love that. That's like a huge takeaway I've gotten from you and it really helps. Like 
it's I've started doing it and an hour before and an hour in the morning when I wake up not touching it and it's made a huge difference I've had like in, I've already had like a stressful week but it's really like helped maintain things so I love that I stole that from your routine and it's it's bit made a huge impact so everybody needs to do that good I'm glad I'm glad yeah, yeah. Well, those are good. Those are good um, routines. And um, thank you for sharing those. And they're very healthy. And I appreciate that you're always realistic. Like, listen, I have, my dog is literally locked in my bedroom right now. Otherwise, she'd be all over the place, like right here, eating these flowers. So I totally get and being realistic that sometimes things throw it off. Um, you know, what are you going to do? Um, yeah. My final question to you, Sam, is what do you give the most dams about? I give a lot of dams. <laughs> I give the most dams about making sure people have access to accurate information in order to make really well-informed decisions around their health. And I say that because there is so much information overload out there when it comes to these different diets, these different foods, these different biohacks, if you will. And the goal being there is it should be really simple. Health should be something that's really easy. Like those three pillars and those three concepts, keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Keep the ingredients in your food simple. Keep your routine simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't fall for the really good marketing that our food industry is making us susceptible to right now. And just listen to your body. I love that. Thank you for giving so many dams about yourself and about everybody else and just for sending sharing this information with everybody it's so beneficial again i'm going to tag you um but if anyone is interested in just like having a conversation with sam learning more about what she does about holistic wellness i highly 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 recommend it i am doing it myself with her and it's making a really really truly a really big difference in my life so um, thank you for everything that you're doing, Sam. Love that. Thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing. So grateful to be part of this and be part of your journey as well. So thank you. Oh, you're and welcome. if they do want to learn more, obviously they can visit my website. Please. So humanlywell.com. And then also on Instagram, like you said, you'll tag me Sam underscore humanlywell. And feel free to schedule a first session, shoot me a ping, send an email, excited to connect. Love that. Yes. Thank you for, thank you for sharing the website. So check it out, you guys. Um, thank you for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot out of this. I hope that this filled you up. You learned something new. You feel inspired. Take one thing that Sam talked about today and try to apply it to your day. Uh, I know that I, that I am right now. And, um, and that's it for today, you guys. So Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for all your support and love for checking out the website, for buying the sweatshirts. This is so fun. More apparel, more exciting things coming out soon. I know. Um, yeah, get excited, you guys. Sam's got her sweatshirt. Uh, and as always, so important, my favorite thing of all, give a damn about your community. Give a damn about your neighbor. But most importantly, give a damn about your damn self. Have a wonderful day, my friends.